Well, hi guys, welcome to Question welcome the Answer. Back. I have a couple quick oh, updates. Oh, let's Megan. We could <laughs> we should name this like Corner Updates with Megan. I don't know why I use the word corner. Megan's madness. <laughs> Meg, yeah. All right, um, go for it. Megan. Okay, so, well, this isn't funny. So this, I'll start with the more sad topic, and then we'll move on. But R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry, yes, 54, 54 years old, right? 54, he was found dead in his hot tub um, in his home. And By his assistant, correct? I believe so. She, like, ran out to grab a couple things and then came back. I can't imagine what it would be like to find Got someone to like To see this. something like that. And he's so young. And I know he obviously had a long battle with addiction. Um, but from what I read, it, it sounded like he had been sober. And you see how many people loved him and loved to work with him. And he, at one point, he had, um, I think it was called the Perry House, or it was a rehab center mm. um, in Florida. It ran for two years. I don't believe it is currently running anymore. Um, but he, 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 well, he was only sober for two weeks. How do you run a, well, I don't know. A I, mean, rehab I think center he had stints where he was sober and then not, <laughs> but his whole thing, he was in an interview and it's, it's kind of circulating now about what, when he dies, you know, what he wants to be remembered by. And he said, you know, I don't want the first thing people to think of as friends. He's like, even though that was a huge popular TV show. I mean, that was our childhood. It was. That, that show. And all those characters were just like, like they're iconic. Did you ever see the one, ep- it wasn't an episode, it was actually like a bloopers reel, funniest moments. With where, the couch. Yes, yeah. where him and Ross. Pivot. And the, <laughs> yes. It was the best, I mean, the best thing I've ever seen in my it's, life. It was just such good TV. Actually, I kind of want to, I haven't seen Friends in so long, um, and I feel like it's popular again now. It's No, the the young kids don't like it. They don't find it funny. Well, I feel like it's they're putting all the episodes back out there. They're selling Friends, like, merchandise again. and But the young kids don't particularly like it. Once again, they don't they don't find it funny or relatable. It's probably Gen Zers. Yes. They're just miserable. But I, I, <laughs> there is a small renaissance going on with Friends. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot more people are being exposed to it, just like a lot more people have been viewing Seinfeld. Um, yeah, these, those are um, gr- they're great shows. They I don't never make really watch the Seinfeld. Comedy, yeah. Yeah. Well, everything's reality TV now, so and not real. Yeah, like you just want good humor and like good storylines with great character growth. Yeah. And there's not a lot of that anymore. But very sad news about Matthew Perry. Um, such a young age. So he had a he went into cardiac arrest yes. while he was in the hot tub, and therefore he drowned. That's what they're saying. And there and wasn't any foul play. No foul play. And I think the first results that came back now, I do know that they're doing further investigation on that. But there was no hmm. like fentanyl or alcohol or anything in his system. Yeah. So I mean, he was sober for a few weeks. So yeah. But very sad news. Too young. Way too young. Well, a lifetime of drugs will do that to your system. Well, you could tell, too, when you watched interviews of him, more recent interviews, you're just like, wow. Even his speech, you know, he just didn't look great. It's sad. Well, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Once again, just like Brittany, there will be a special place in everyone's heart for Matthew Perry. Yeah, when you got a character like that, they just kind of live on forever. (laughs) Um, Moving on to, I guess... Kind of, I found this very surprising. Skims, so Kim, Kim Kardashian's loungewear underwear line, um, they have been named the official underwear partner of the NBA, WNBA, and USA Basketball no. in a multi-year contract. I, okay. But <laughs> I have purchased Skims. I can never get the sizing right. I don't particularly think it's comfortable it makes you look like her with her ass and her hips. Well, a lot of people would want that. 
I see. I'm naturally built like that, so I do not want to look like that. I want to be flattened out Woo. everywhere. So Why? I just because I have curves. You got a flown it, girl. Of, I'm sick of my curves. <laughs> oh my god, I have two. Uh, no. So I just I never even liked her product, and I find it like so tight. Well, yes. I, I mean, I've never it. tried it. I'm I'm I've been too scared because I have no clue like what size it's. You see people open it online, and it's. It's like for a baby, like an American Girl doll. Teeny tiny. <laughs> and then it's supposed to stretch. It says, what, for all body sizes, I think, is her kind of selling point. It doesn't stretch that much. So if you ever want to try it, whatever size you think you are, go up one. Okay, at least at least one. <laughs> at least one. At least one. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that we'll see how that partnership goes. I, I, She said, you know, together skims and the NBA will connect people of all backgrounds through fashion, sport, and talent. I mean, is she going to make a sports bra for them? Oh, is I'm sure gonna... there's going to be a whole slew of things. Actually, she had a, a new men's campaign um, that just launched recently, and it's I think it's different athletes, not just in the NBA. I think I saw an NFL athlete um, in underwear and just underwear. <laughs> um, so that's, that's funny. That's that's where she's landed in the right, not lingerie, but the like undergarment realm. And speaking of that, she not even just this NBA line. She is so innovative that she is she is calling to the needs of the people, and she has now also launched a bra and body shaping shapewear with built-in nipples. Why? I guess why not? Our people's nipples. And she said, not- no matter how hot it is outside, you will always look cold. Can we see this? <laughs> yes. Can we see this? Yes. I first when I saw this, actually, one of my friends sent this to me at the same time I was watching it. She goes. This is a joke, right? And I was like, I, I'm not sure. Earth's temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising. The ice sheets are shrinking. And I'm not a scientist. But I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. That's why I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple. So no matter how hot it is, you'll always look cold. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder. And unlike the icebergs, these aren't going anywhere. The Skims Ultimate Nipple Bra. Look at that. It's just like nipples in a bra. What a waste of time, resources. But that's what happens when you're so rich and so out of touch. This is what you think of? With reality, you're just like, nipples. Nipples, so everyone... Is Is that what the men want these days? Just hard nipples? Well... Oh, oh, please, AJ. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, apparently, it's, it's a look. And to achieve it, you don't, you know, you just slip that on. It's and you're kind good of to a go. little nauseating to look, look Correct. at. Correct. Can you imagine just like a slew of women walking around? And it's just like. Well, it's not just that, but when your nipples are hard, people are going to look. So is that, what well, we, is, that, is that what we want? Just a bunch of men staring at our boobs all day long? I don't. I mean, I mean she's I'd walking rather, around in this. I'd rather you make eye contact with me. Um, I mean, doesn't it get to the point where they don't want to be sexified? I this mean, is exactly. Well, like, it, it's a double standard. Yes. It's like, don't look at my body, but I'm going to wear this built-in nipple bra. Don't body <laughs> shame me, but I'm going to walk around with fake hard nipples <laughs> yes. all day so you can stare at my nipples. At my, you know, conference. Like, it's just, uh, what are we doing? Such a weird word, nipple. 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 Some guy probably came up with the word. Probably. (laughs) It sounds like a male term, yeah. I know. Like, it's just, I can't. All right, Kim. Well, we'll see if you hit that one out of the park. I wish you would have stuck to um, lipstick and eyeliner, but okay. No. Uh, So then my thing is like, what's next? What's next? What's after this? I'm I'm worried. I mean, Uh. fat vaginas? (laughs) 
I don't know. I mean, if we're going to get this stupid, why not? Don't even wear pants, guys. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Kim's going mean, to shock us listen, with. Listen, that's a category on porn sites. <laughs> Maybe that's what she should do. She should just go to the categories on the porn sites and start creating clothing. I want to know if the women basketball players are going to be wearing the nipple bras while they're while they're trying to play. <laughs> for oh their my games. god! Probably. I mean, once again, we've gotten so far off the railroad tracks in this country. Maybe. I mean, anything. It's going to be a hazard. Is possible yeah. at this point. Anything. Um, talk about other trans people who might want to wear these. Why? That would indicate they're female. No, the... Oh, the the reverse. Oh, sorry. I know it's just so confusing at this point. Right, 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 right. And lastly, I think this is fascinating and pretty incredible. So in a Fox News article, there is a cervical cancer drug called Tivdac that is found to raise survival rates by 30%. Um, It also demonstrated a 33% decrease in the risk of the cancer worsening or death. I can't believe you're bringing this up because... Let me just explain my dream to you last night. Oh. So I'm going through this phase right now where I don't sleep between 1.30 a.m. and 5 a.m., but then I pass out and dream like a crazy person. So last night, my dream was that me, my mom, and my sister got called into the holistic doctor because she found something in our blood work, and we all need to be there for the results. Oh. And basically, she turned to me as we're all sitting in this room, and she says, you have a huge ma- mass in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, I have ass cancer. And she says, well, you don't have ass cancer. You have a mass in your ass. Take off your skims. <laughs> <laughs> and the treatment for it was this new technology where it was like sinus things, where you just put two pieces of tape on your sinuses and it was supposed to cure your cancer. So my last vision in my dream, because it's always like I'm in a movie when I'm dreaming, like I can kind of see myself. Oh, like you're watching yourself? Yep. Interesting. And I had these two like like round band aids on my my face getting treatment for my that ass, treatment my was for ass the- cancer. But it wasn't like rectal cancer. It was like I I literally in my coolie had like a mass, and it was cancer. What are you taking before bed? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Weird, right? That is it's very weird. You're bringing that up. Yes. Yeah, so I hope this works because this is an alternative to chemo. This is huge. They're hoping yes that this will be an alternative to chemo. Um, it's been through. It's not completely FDA approved yet because it has to go through three trials and it's been through two so far. Hmm. But they're not, doctors are saying they're not concerned because it's showing such great results from the first two. Um, and Isn't it for a specific cancer? It's for cervical cancer. Cervical cancer. Yes. Yeah. So great. that's huge. That's huge. And I'm hoping, you know, it continues to show these results and then get the full FDA approval and can be an option for people. So more to come on that but yeah i thought that was it was nice to read something like that versus yeah, all is. the other news stories well i mean we give so much money to cancer research mm-hmm. well right so much money so it's what good to know do- that you know things are coming out of that finally yes finally. i mean there's a lot of stuff coming out of cancer research but yeah but this was a nice breakthrough so cool yes all right any more updates those are my my three big ones Okay, who do you want to who do you want to start with first? You want to start with the, this crazy lady, or you want to start with we have a little, pick. a little thing on airlines. You pick. Let's start with Jada. Jada. Jada Pinkett Smith, who has been quiet for a very long time, and then all of a sudden has come out and is just you called her the most unlikable woman on the planet. Yeah, we we want her to be quiet again. Is She's where we're at. weird. 
Yeah. She's an odd one. I have some really funny stuff on. Jada, you know, obviously she she feels the need to tell her story a lot. Um, but I, I feel what like a it, story. What a story, but also it needs it needs to stop. Um people people need to stop interviewing her because it's becoming too much. And I think collectively as a public it seems like a lot of people are, are kind of over well, it. And it's like, are you telling the truth? She's wait a wild. Minute. Wait a minute. We know how the news runs. We know how these play, these things run. They want entertainment, and she is pure entertainment She is entertainment. Right and I feel like, you know, Britney's memoir came out right around the time. I think, was it hers before or after Jada's? Her Because Jada has a memoir. It came out in October. It's called Worthy. <laughs> she's a fraud. She is a fraud. She's an idiot, and she's a fraud. Um, I have... I have something so funny on her. So I don't know. I was on an SNL kick. Um, this is just, well, first of all, let's get back to how this all started. This all started with the Will Smith slap. A big part of it started. Nobody yes. really questioned this couple until this happened. Well, she had that show, The Red Table Talk, which. But who watched it? Nauseating. Nobody. I don't know. But celebrities came on the show. She interviewed a lot of people. They were talking about relationships and, and she. Relationships. relationships and things like like got real deep and I'm like okay um she brought up I think this was before the slap her entanglement with August the 23 year old mm-hmm. of the best friend of her son correct gross she called it an entanglement um is this the same episode where she also brought Will Smith on that, and yes. basically embarrass him on in front of everybody television? I mean this poor, well, you know, I used to think poor Will Smith. I don't think poor I, Will I Smith. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore. I think he's just as nuts as she is. She's a complete fraud. She sits her ass in Hollywood and tells everybody else how to live their life and that they're the perfect couple and that they're the standard and quack, quack, quack. And lo and behold, she's been separated and lying about it in, in the public eye. How does this not get Since out? 2016. How did, how did we not figure this out? Once again, we... um. We found every one of the J6 people, yet we couldn't figure out that these two people didn't live in the same house. It's, it's, the whole thing is bizarre. I just want her to stop talking. Just go live your life then. Go live your life with Will. If you're in a great healing place, she said, you know, they're stronger than ever. They're in a place of healing and working on their marriage. Shut up. So I read, I read um, a couple stories regarding this. Now she, she mentioned Tupac. Apparently, she always mentions Tupac. Apparently, they were very, very close, and that was her the love of her life. And Tupac was kind of a bad boy, and then she kind of switches to Will Smith, who is this very clean-cut, you know, well, successful actor. Yes. She said, you know, Tupac was her soulmate, but there was never, there was not a romantic connection between okay. the two. Well, that's okay. I think one time they kissed, and they both were like, mm, and they were just like BFFs ever since, mm-hmm. and they had each other's back. That doesn't make And I'm thinking, sense. he probably just didn't want you. Right. But in your mind, your crazed mind, you know, you were guys were each other's rocks and you were there for each other. And, you know, she visited him when he was in jail and he was going to propose to her while he was in jail. But she's but she's like, it's probably just his mindset being in that kind of a place. And I was just being there for him. And I'm like, girl, you need assistance. <laughs> it sounds like she was like obsessed with him. But here's the thing. Apparently, you're still married. OK, all you talk about is these other relationships with men in your life, which is so, how embarrassing to your husband. I mean, the grossest one, well, she, the grossest one was the 23 year old. There he is. Yes. I mean, he looks like a child. Yes. And she, 
she commented like, well, it wasn't really an affair because we're separated. No, bitch. <laughs> you are still married. You are confused. And if you are still married, it's still considered an affair. But to get around the word affair is where she came up with the famous entanglement. Weird. Psychopath. She's a weirdo. She's a weirdo. Okay, I have a really raunchy, funny thing about her. Um, you want to play it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little X-rated for us, but... Play it. We'll see. No, from your mom. I mean, give me the game, but sugarcoat it a little bit. The trial of Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't need to be the vulnerable willow hearing about how my mom had a dick sucking addiction at 21 years old. (laughs) Jada, can you chill? Forget the red table talk. Where's the red carpet? Sweep it up under that bitch. Shout out to any woman out there with a dick sucking addiction. There's a number you can call. The number at the bottom of the screen is my number. Because we can figure this out together. Oh cancel God. court. <laughs> cancel. Yeah. That's what that was called. I'm not court. for cancel culture, but I would be okay with canceling canceling Jada. She needs to be stopped. Okay, one more. One more. These are funny memes of Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett reveals she was in the back seat when the bullets started flying for Tupac. She was heard screaming, take Will Smith instead. <laughs> Um, let's see player of the decade Jada Jada all eyes on me it's a picture of Tupac with her face on it what's another one Jada Pinkett (laughs) Jada Pinkett (laughs) says she made Will Smith rap Tupac songs as punishment when she got upset (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's it this I have a clip she deserves it she does deserve it if you're putting it all out there Expect to get some some commentary back from people. I mean, that's just what you get when you're in the public eye like that and you're choosing to spill all your tea to everybody. This is, um, I have a short clip of her talking to her on the Today Show. Already. Or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Today Show. It was um, a podcast, I believe. And she's explaining how she felt after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And this guy, the guy who's interviewing her... His face made me laugh because he's he's trying. You can tell he's trying to keep it together because she sounds crazy. But I knew the instant that I saw what was happening, I was his wife. We walking out of I'm walking out of here as your wife now, and I'm gonna be by your side through this. You know. And him using that word in yelling back at Chris wife yeah I was that like, that hit you hard <laughs> yeah because i was like whoa i haven't heard that out of his mouth in a long time but it brought you back it brought me back she's nuts she's crazy she's, but you can tell she's in her own her own alternate reality and she's thinking this is like great so deep content i feel like the man that you don't want anything to do with for for seven years randomly slaps Chris Rock on stage. Mm-hmm. There's a, actually f- a photo of her laughing. That's what makes you turn it around and be like, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, yeah. We're married still. Like, and, and to be honest with you, the joke was... It was about alopecia. It was, And it, it was, was not even... It was so mild. It was like comedy light. It was so mild. And so and there was another clip of her. I think she, maybe she was talking to Hoda Cobb or whatever her name is. Um... 
about the slap and her her famous eye roll because I think when Chris Rock made that joke, I don't remember what he said. I I just remember it being not a big deal. I didn't think it was that big, and of a not deal. attacking really. Um, if you are going to live in Hollywood and you are going to, you have to take it. Damn award shows. The only thing that's entertaining is when you get made fun of. Yeah, just suck it up, and, and deal every with it. host does it. Like yep. bring Ricky Gervais back. Oh, thank you. Um, not to mention, like you're so not popular right now. Be thankful that he's even mentioning you. Exactly. So she was saying she's like I I did an eye roll. She's like and it really wasn't about me being upset that he was talking about me. I was upset that he was talking about alopecia. And she was trying to make it about, this is a disease and people have that. I'm like, can you stop? I mean, when it comes to Hollywood, are they still that important? No, they're completely irrelevant. They think they are. That's the word. Like, you're so irrelevant. Just be thankful he's mentioning you. Yeah. Because nobody remembers who you are anyway. It was such a mild thing. And then now, and then it blew up to Will Smith, which also you're What is he saying? Is he out there saying anything? About all this? So he teased on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. People thought he was breaking his silence because she's spewing their whole marriage and relationship all over the place. What marriage? What relationship? Yeah, whatever their relationship is. And he had a clip of him sitting down in a room and he was like, all right, so here's the thing about, and he's pretending to sneeze. And and then it's like these different images of like mountains and lakes. And it was basically just him teasing people like, I'm not going to speak on this. Like, okay, great. How about both of you take a vow of silence? How about both of you go into a facility and just go heal, relax for a second? Go heal somewhere. Give your children a break. And just, like, be quiet. Do you remember that slap? It was so bizarre. People thought it was worked into the script. Like People, people thought like, it was a joke. I mean, even <laughs> Chris Rock was like, I mean, I think I have a <laughs> picture of his face, and it's like, I mean, at least from the yeah. audience's point of view, we were like, oh, my God, that had to be planned. It was so totally. weird. I remember watching it, and I was like, I was waiting for, like, the after laughing, you know, and it didn't happen. And then I, you, they panned back to Will, and he was, like, very upset still. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was not a, that was not a joke. And he got crucified for it. He's not he allowed sh- back. As he should. For 10 years, I think it is. Which is fine. He should be. He, I mean, he, he like literally went off the deep end. But then he won that. He won that night, <laughs> and he had to make a speech. <laughs> that was the best part. And he's crying up there, and he's like, "The things you do for love." Okay, buddy. I know. Save it, please. You Save guys are it. embarrassing. Oh, I'm so over them. I just need her. I need people to stop inviting her. It's like the goof troop. Yeah, it's we're done. Everyone's done. You guys are getting roasted by social media. Just, like, stop it now. Well, she, and I, if people are saying there, oh, she's being so brave because she's coming out, that is such crap. That's she's crap. a fraud, and she's trying to cover her ass right now. Mm-hmm. And she's making herself out to be even crazier. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, this is called Cover Your Ass Moments 101 with Jada. And she's coming back with the red round table shit. She is? Yeah, she's doing it again or something. Maybe she can bring Will back on and, and humiliate him some more. I feel like, and again, I don't watch that show, but I saw clips of when he came on and she was talking about her entanglement. And his face, if I didn't know better, I feel like he wasn't prepared for that conversation on live television, on kids. national television. Those poor kids. Well, that's what I mean. Get a divorce. Go be happy in your lives. Like, you're, you're both at fault. If you're still in this... We don't want to, no one wants to hear about your marital issues. No one. I guess what was the thought process behind, like, let's keep it a secret and not yet? I don't know. Yet? 
I don't know. Is that is it really that big of a deal in 2023? No one cares. Like, was everyone going around saying, oh, my God, are Will Smith and Jada okay? Like, well, didn't, like, didn't Meryl Streep come out? Yeah, and, and she's another one. She, yeah. They've been, and I'm thinking to myself, no one cares. Every Look, you don't think Hollywood Press knew about both of these twerps? I mean, they're just, <laughs> who cares? If these were, and I hate to bring politics into this, but again, the press doesn't change whether they're covering celebrities in Hollywood yeah. or politicians. If these were conservative celebrities, the word would have broke immediately when something bad happened to them. Once again, the cover-up is all about who they're trying to protect. Right. If you don't think they knew Meryl Streep and her husband weren't separated or these two idiots were separated, of course they did. They're just not going public with it. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? Hollywood has always been known to ha- telling you how to live a life. What's right? What's wrong? And then you look at their life. Look how they live. Exactly. It's horrific. They put these people on a pedestal. Like, I used to love, what was it, People Magazine or one of those magazines, and you'd be flipping through it in the back. It was like, look, celebrities are just like us. And it's mm. like a picture of them grocery shopping. And you're like, really? Really? I always liked who wore it better. Oh, yeah. That I was one too. of my favorite sections. Too. Yep. Yep. So, unfortunately, I have a feeling there's going to be plenty more content to come for this. Um, and once again, like AJ stated, who, who cares? Cares. Who cares? Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Delivering once again. All right, let's talk about... Um, Keeping on with misery. <laughs> let, you want to go to Instagram or misery? Want to do misery? Okay, so the airlines, the airlines, there is a study now that's coming out. It's called Calculated Misery. Here's why airlines want you to be uncomfortable. This is by Russell Falcon. Um, Airlines want us to be miserable, so we pay for more upgrades. The idea was first distilled in his way back in 2014 by Columbia Law uh, Law School professor Tim Wu uh, for The New Yorker. Here's the thing. In order for the fees to work, there needs to be something worth paying to avoid. That necessity is at some level a strategy that can be described as a calculated misery. Basic service without fees must be sufficiently degraded in order to make people want to pay to escape it, Wu writes. And that's where the suffering begins. Is this not so true? It's so true. And it's just another way for companies, air, whatever it is, airlines to jack up prices, make you pay even more money than you're already paying for just your ticket, just to be somewhat comfortable on your flight to get to your destination. I mean, just for a good example, is like, think of how they board. There's a reason why it takes forever to board, so that you pay for a different ticket, so that you can board quicker, or you have a window yeah. seat. Or and every you- airline has a different policy. But it's literally called calculated misery. So airlines profit from prioritized boarding in several ways. Frequent flyers or preferred customers must spend certain amounts in advance to earn status priority boarding. The benefit of priority boarding makes more expensive fares more desirable than they might ordinarily be for some people. And flyers can pay to be included in higher boarding groups. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a Southwest flyer. I will spend a lot of money to be group A, one through five, section one through five. That means you're on the plane first. You get to, get to pick, pick your seat, seat first. Yes. They call that early board. 
early bird, right? Early bird? No, early bird. I don't know if that, if on Southwest it has a term. Um, the only thing that goes before us is the people in the wheelchairs. I was flying home from North Carolina. No, I was flying to North Carolina back in October. 18 people in wheelchairs. One guy putting them on the plane. Oh, I'm st- and I'm how and long I'm did number, that take? And I'm number one in line, so I'm watching all of this. It took 40 minutes. Yeah, we were late. Thank God it was my second flight. I was just uh, like, oh my god! But don't and they know that ahead of time? You're, you know that you have. I think they do know it. Well, yeah, because you per- you're purchasing well, a specific type of ticket. I no, I no, you're not. No, I think it's just a normal not, ticket, and then you just sit your ass in a wheelchair because you need it. And by the way, half these people <laughs> didn't need the wheelchair. Next time you're going to see you know, my did you ass ask them? <laughs> Stand up and prove it. <laughs> I'll make them do people. circus. <laughs> I swear, no, I, Gabriel, we're going to have a, whacking their legs we're going to have a little test before about. you get on this flight. <laughs> no, we're going to need 15 push-ups from everyone before. But I'm not being, I'm not saying that as a pejorative. I'm saying it because you look at these people and you're like, really? Chrissy's just in the front like, liar, liar, liar. liar. Well, isn't there now, I think Chrissy, maybe this is where you're headed, but part of this whole story, aren't, aren't some airlines now looking at the window seat, um, they'll know they're going to try to board United the, the window seat people first. So because that's a lot of the delay, right? People have to get oh, in their bags, the person in the window seat in. Here's the problem with that. So children board alone. Right there, you go. Here's the other problem with that is that you pay so that you can bring your carry on and have overhead storage rather than checking your bag. The problem and, and these aisle seats and the window seats are the more expensive ones. So if you now buy an aisle seat, and I'm an aisle seat sitter, I'm not a window yeah, sitter. Yeah, same here. Yeah, because um, I have to like because of my leg, I have to have it at a certain angle, so I have to sit in an aisle seat. If you have an, you are now one of the last people on the plane, and you no longer have room for the overhead storage, so it's not going well. Well, shouldn't there always be room in the overhead storage? No, no, not not in full flights. There's at least um, like 20 to, 20 to 25 bags that will have to go underneath. Oh, Mike. That you get like this little pink or yellow ticket for. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of, think of the other things you pay for. You, when we used to fly when we were younger and you were younger, it was free baggage. You got a meal on the plane. Oh, movies. You had, a, you, you had a little bit more leg room. Now it's like you're crammed in these tiny spaces. You have to pay for Every freaking bag you bring on, you're allowed two personal items. You get a little bag of freaking peanuts or pretzels. You get a drink, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really uncomfortable to fly. It's terrible. But it's 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 not by accident. It's very of course intentional. It's not. So that they, they found a way to make up the money through making us miserable. Which is why you see people losing their crap on planes. The, yes. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. He's <laughs> a woman. That mother is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it's it's just like I feel like it's a tense situation. Like you just want to get to where you're going. Things are always, and then not even to mention this, but then I feel like there's delays all the time, random cancellations mm-hmm. at the last minute. Like it's never smooth. I feel like if you have a flight that actually goes from point A to B without any hiccups, you're like shocked by it. So I got to sit in an airport and watch the meltdown of like 20 people. It became like a mob mentality. So on my way home from North Carolina, 
we got stuck in, I believe it was Chicago. Oh, is that ORD? That's the Chicago, yes. yeah, that's the Chicago airport. Now, the flight from Rochester is now delayed because we don't have stewardesses. We don't have a flight crew because they were delayed. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden, and we're at the end of the terminal. So you know how like at the end of the terminal, it kind of just like rounds out a little bit. Yeah. And I'm looking at the Detroit flight. That's the way I'm facing. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, like one woman runs by and then another couple, and then more people run by for the Detroit flight only to find out that the door has been locked and closed. Oh, God. And because they were delayed in their previous flight, They're they to missed make- their connecting flight. And this one woman walks over to the desk to these two poor women working behind the desk, and I, I got to watch this all unfold. It was the best layover of my life. She is I have to get on that plane. Because apparently the plane is still sitting there mm-hmm. with the door yeah, closed. Yeah, at the time, that's what happens. And the woman's like, there's nothing we can do. We've locked everything. It's, you know, federally, we can't we can't open the door. My daughter's having open heart. Why are you doing this to me? You told, They told me they were going to hold the flight. And in my mind, I'm like, girl, they're not holding the flight for anybody these days. They told me, they lied to me. You're getting me over there. You're getting me on that floor. And she's had crying, and she's laying on the desk, having a meltdown. So now all the other people start to come over, and now they're upset. They told us they were going to hold this flight. What's going on? I we mean, need, what are you going to do for me? And it's, it's now a mob around these two young girls at this desk. They had to call security, and they had to escort everyone and away. this was in Chicago? This was in Chicago. We had a, such a similar experience um, our flight was delayed out of Rochester. Get into Chicago. We're running to the to our, our flight. Um, as we're as we're running, there is the um, person working for United, literally locking the door. So she's we see her doing this, mm. and she goes, "I go, we're here." They told us they were holding the flight. Almost the exact same story. And there was a woman behind us with about an, a five year old, an eight year old, an eight year old kid, and. She goes, she gets on the phone, she calls the cockpit, and she's going, I'm sorry, um, door's locked, we, we, we can't open it. I was really upset. And mm-hmm. the woman behind us with the child, who was going to bring the kid to Texas, um, because his dad lived in Texas, they must have been separated, she's flipping out. She was in the same flight we were. Mm. And she goes, you gotta get me out. So next thing you know is, As we're arguing and trying to get something done for 15, 20 minutes, the plane is still sitting there. We see our luggage. They waited for our luggage. They're putting all the luggage from the Rochester onto the plane. So they load the luggage? We actually see our luggage on the belt. And they won't let you on. You mean to tell me you waited for my luggage, but you can't open that door for the the four of us here i mean it was a joke so i have absolutely experienced the same thing and i think it's bs the way they treat passengers today um yeah they, so, i never fly in chicago i try to avoid yeah, all the time. chicago's not great although they do have a panera in the airport oh well if there's that um so one of the things so, uh, something that's very strange about me weird fact is i love airplane documentaries and i love to watch air disasters and all that stuff so once <laughs> uplifting so there's a federal <laughs> rule that once they do cross check which means the doors are closed and airtight sealed shut you cannot open those back up for any reason 
Why now, though? The luggage on, I, I don't remember specifically the reason, but the cross check, when you hear cross check over the, the announcement, that's it. That's game over. If you're not on the flight at that point in time, it's never being opened again. I just, I find that infuriating, especially because if you're, if you're coming off a flight that's delayed, that's not a you, that's them. That's their problem. 100%. And it's, it's so frustrating because you're like, you're depending on the time of the flight that you booked and paid money for half the time. They're not even on time or very delayed. And you got to try to make it onto another flight and you can't get on that one. I guess my only thing with this woman that had her daughter with open heart, you, you have to know what it's like to fly these days. Anything could happen. You could be staying overnight in a city you really don't want to stay overnight in. Um, that's just what happens now when you fly because it's a it's a mess. It's it's one it's one of the most stressful things to do is to travel. It's great to travel, but trying to get from place to place is, is just yeah. It's almost painful. like if you're traveling, you just have to. But like if your daughter's having open heart surgery, like maybe you you plan a couple days in advance. You don't book well, the last flight out of Chicago to get you there. We don't know the circumstances. Of course I don't know the circumstances. Maybe there maybe it was last maybe it was an emergency or thing or you well, know I think why people are so impatient with the airlines today though is like you both were saying. You get nickel and dimed. And yeah. I mean, don't you just love some of these industries like the airlines where they could charge you different fares depending on what day you looked at the website. Yeah. Who does that? You should always shop. Do you on go to a grocery Tuesdays, store right? and on Mondays Wednesdays. and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, flowers a different price than if you go Saturday and Sunday. No. What, what what makes that ticket more expensive, depending on what day you decided to go look at the fairs? And it's, it's to me, this is why people don't have much don't have much patience for industries like this. And who's what's the first industry with their handout during a slowdown or a pandemic? It's the airline industry. Oh, you got to balance out. Did they get a bailout? Oh, COVID? they certainly got a bailout during yeah. absolutely. Because they're not they're federally regulated in certain ways, but the way they charge us is not correct. And I guess I don't understand. I, I don't even know what the solution would be as to how to make it fair and equitable at this point. You're right because you should always buy um, airfare. I believe it's on Wednesdays. Well, Maybe the, it's Mondays. Some people have debunked that now. But the bottom line no, is, I, I, if you go on, I mean, I literally was on a website two years ago to go to again go to a football game. Uh, we went on, we were at somebody's house, there's the fair. I said, you know what, I'm going to book it when I get home. I get home, I go on, the fair had already changed. It went yeah. up like $15, $20. Yeah. So, I'm, but what other industry gets away with this, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, why do you get away with having the, what made that seat more expensive in two days? This is, it's, it's, you should announce your fares. It's certain blocks of windows of a window, and it should stay that price. Yeah, but how do you do that? Like, how do you how do you get the airlines to once again just be fair well, and equitable? Federal, you're gonna need to be, you need to have it federal. Just I don't like, want anything federally regulated. Well, just to be like today, with Chrissy, you. they they now fine airlines, and you get compensated if you're on a tarmac more than what three hours. Before people were sitting there for eight hours. I know. Oh, I lose oh. my mind. That's like torture, pure torture. What what is hysterical, if you want to go to Instagram and look at the reels, the funniest airline reels I've seen on Instagram are with Spirit Airlines. Oh, Oh, really? (laughs) Well, they're cheap. It's hysterical. They're funny. Are they the cheaper fares? Yes. I've never been on Spirit. Have you guys? No, I'm too scared to fly Well, if you watch these, you'll never be. You'll never want to go on Spirit if you watch these. The other funny airline... like reels or whatever are the TSA agents when you're at the airport to check to go through security. It's like me point of view showing up to 
board your flight and it's like everybody drop your bags now put them in the conveyor it's like screaming you're just like panicking everyone's panicking getting their stuff out of their bags it's like hysterical Uh, (laughs) it's stressful i find it to be stressful it is it it makes traveling so not i feel like everyone's in a bad pissy mood at the airport the people that work there don't care about you they get screamed at all day All day. They just get screamed at and ripped oh, apart. It's my an, God. And it's so out of their control. I would never work at the airport. Although, when I retire, I may open a Starbucks up at the airport. That is a money maker. Oh. Those lines are always down the hall, around the corner. It's crazy. I know. And I'm in them. I'm in, I'm that person that's in the line. Yep, me too. Whenever I'm at the airport. Starbies. Yep, time for some oh, Starbies. Oh, my God. All right, Instagram. So, there are... A total of 41 states that are suing Meta. Oh, I have 33. Okay. There's multiple lawsuits going Ah. on. So I think it's totaling 41 states that are suing Meta for harming young people with addictive features in these tools. So So, it's Facebook and Instagram. So is this because the parents are stupid or something and we can't get our kids off of the the devices? So we're going to go It should start in the home. But we've we've talked about that many, many times. Um. But basically, there's multiple lawsuits going on that are suing Mark Zuckerberg's Meta, which is formerly Facebook, um, because they're saying that these addictive features that are built into Facebook and Instagram are creating, are detrimental to young people's mental health, which, no shit, like, hello? Um, But now there are states, like, this is things we all knew, but now people are, you know, trying to take action about it. Isn't the lawsuit based in the fact that we know that this is happening, and they knew it was happening, and they chose to continue to do it to um, basically gain more profit because they knew it was happening. Yes. they Can I explain that okay? There's, so there are children. I think you have to be 13, which, again, I'll say it once, say it again. I truly don't think that any – person who is under 18 should be on social media that's just my opinion they don't need to be i don't clearly for most it is not good for your well-being for your mental health it's it's creating addictive behavior um body issues how do you keep them off of it though i know that's the hard part because everybody you know all the friends have, if you're in school, it's like everyone has a phone, everyone has social media. Then there's all these, it's not even just Facebook and Instagram, which this will focus on those two, but you have other apps like Snapchat, WhatsApp, TikTok, like that all these kids use and none of it is good. Yeah. And they're pissed because Meta has harnessed powerful and unprecedented technologies to entice, engage, and ultimately ensnare Youth and teens. It's a 233-page complaint. Yes. Its motive was profit. That was the word I was looking for, motive. The complaint states that the company consistently collects data on children under 13 years of age without their parents' consent, which is a violation of federal law. It also accuses the tech giant of damaging young people's mental health and contributing to the youth mental health crisis. Yeah, and then according to a uh, 2019 study, adolescents between the ages of 12 and 15 who spent over three hours on social media per day had double the risk of developing symptoms of depression or anxiety. Once again, where are the parents? Like, is this... We're just going to sue Meta because the parents are completely absent and not watching their child on on the devices? I do think... Because you're never going to... You're never going to get it out of their life completely. You're not. 
and, and, you know, everybody's different. You're going to be in control, hopefully, of your own children. Um, I'm sure there's many families that don't allow their, their young kids of 12, 13, 14, even 15 on, on apps. But there are a lot that do. And I think if you're going to, then there has to be the correct, appropriate safety features built into these tools that, which I think now Facebook or um, Meta, because this started, this, this started in 2021 with this kind of investigation, but Meta is now saying that they are, they have built um, more safety features where parents can track their children's activity. um, I don't, I don't, I don't believe they care. But right. If you're allowing your young teen on this app for hours and you don't, you know, are you really track? How, how much are you tracking? Because if you were tracking, you'd know. I think you'd be quite disturbed yeah. and you would prevent that from well, happening. It's like, it's like when we grew up, I, I asked my mom this. I was like, you know, we put the kids on the devices when we need to do something in the house. I said, but what did you do with us when we were younger? And she said, TV. We put you in front of the TV. It's like if we sat and rotted in front of the TV our whole lives. Right. So um, teens spend, and this has gone up since the last time we've talked about this, an average of 4.8 hours on social media per day. This is um this is a Gallup news article by Jonathan Rothwell. Four, five hours a day. So you get up, you go to school, you get out at two or three, and then until bedtime you're on a device. And then even in schools now they're on a device. Yes, there's iPads in the schools. And that's 51% of teenagers spend at least four hours a day on social media. Older teens, girls exceed the overall average in social media. This is a girl problem. And then we're wondering why, because with all these studies are coming out saying that young teenage kids, but obviously a lot of it is geared towards girls, have body issues and depression and anxiety. Like, really, I wonder why. Have you been to spend five minutes on TikTok? Spend five minutes on Instagram looking at reels. And you tell me what you see with all these tiny little girls. You mean the filters? With the filters on. The, wearing what, nothing. Called? The um, natural beauty Natural filter? beauty. Okay. Um, yeah, you tell me how good you feel after watching reel after reel after clip after clip of this stuff. Not and good. especially <laughs> when you're not a full-grown adult who, mm-hmm. can, who knows better. But you are in those prime teenage years. And you know how it is being a teen, a young girl. You're so concerned. Like, everything, everything. is a big deal. And, you know, you're you're going through puberty and it's awkward. And you, you have those thoughts naturally in yeah. high school, like, about how you look and feel and all of that. So, according to Rothwell, um, girls will spend an average of um, an hour more on social media than boys. That that makes sense because boys, boys are boys and they want to go out and play. Or, like, play a video game or something. I mean, um, I, I can't tell you how many times there's a war in our house with, with the niece and nephew over, it's my turn to be on the screen. It's my turn, or you got to get off right now. No, I don't want to get off. I mean, it's just, it's it's so addicting. You can see it in them because the, trying to get it away from them yes. is like a struggle. And the amount of different kinds of content that is on these apps, I mean, any topic you can think of, it's on there. Anything. Anything. And it's just like, who only knows what they're seeing and what they're taking in and absorbing? I mean, you, there aren't a lot of locks. All you have to do is press a button that says, yes, I'm 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> I but promise But there's, there's 12 I'm and 13-year-olds on this thing. I know. It's almost like a digital addiction. It is. And I, I just wish, I wish that it would be wiped out. I, I feel like it's so harmful for these kids. I know there are some states, I think Arkansas is one of them, that have banned... Um, I think kids under 18 
from, from using these social media apps. And I'm like, good for them. I wish every other state would follow suit with that. I mean, I'm driving down the road the other day and I'm trying to take a right hand turn and I can't because there's oh, this young, you see this? this young kid crossing and he's not even, he's just on his phone. Da, 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 da. And I'm thinking to myself, you better look up son. Cause someone's going to hit you and you're not going to see them coming. They're crossing the street on their phone. <laughs> I feel like, and it's sad because it's all—it's this. You're living your life through this and not even taking in like your surroundings or what's they, around you. And they don't understand that what they're seeing on these screens is not real. It's not it's real. It's not reality and it never will be. Everything's always going to look great on social media. It's amazing on social media. You know what media. I mean? Life is amazing. All the happy pictures. Mm-hmm. Or... You don't even know what people look like anymore because they got these filters on everything. And it's just like, what? It's it's terrible. Meta has responded to, oh, these, to these legal actions, I'm not sure. with much. Um, they're saying the attorney general's commitment to providing teens with safe, positive experiences online and have already introduced over 30 tools to support teens and their families. So they're saying that they already have been working on this and they are providing tools for more safety measures. Like what? Um, Exactly. Like what? Like what? Oh, that you can maybe track more or Here's a what, tool. are you blocking kids from being ac- or having access to certain things? Here's so a tool. Doubt it. Put a timer on it. Put I think da- you can. I think parental controls you can for Put some. Put a damn timer on it. That's that, that's why I love Instagram because I get like 25 seconds on it and it bloop, pops me out. And guess what? It makes me get up and go into the real world and experience reality. Yeah, because you know how easy it is to get sucked in. And then before you know it, you're do. like, oh my God. What have I been doing for the past half hour, hour? No, it's more like, oh, my God, it's been three hours and I'm still up scrolling. Yeah, just useless scrolling. Um, So, yes, I'm very I'm very interested to see what happens with this. Um, You know, I'm I'm glad to see that many, many states are coming forward and trying to do something about it. Although. At the end of the day. You still need to have this in your home. There still needs to come from the parents. It needs to come from the family structure. And what your children are doing. This is, once again, a lack of personal responsibility on parents' part. Mm -hmm. This is only the tip of the iceberg, too. You mentioned Meta um, and TikTok and all that. There are many more lawsuits, even in Europe. They're going after Google. They're going after the search engines. Um, So, I mean, how many times have you been on your phone and you've talked about something? It pops up. It's creepy. All of a sudden, you put the first letter in and the whole thing. Have you ever thought about something? (laughs) And it pops up. That's even scary. I know. Yeah, there's a lot. And there's a lot of lawsuits um, within the states, too. Like, there's school lawsuits that are going on. And TikTok wasn't part of this one because it's for Meta. But there's also multiple lawsuits against TikTok specifically um, as well, which is another. You mean China? Yeah, China. 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 Um, (laughs) it, which is another very dangerous app for young kids. Like nipple. China. China. Sorry. I'm <laughs> um, so, yes, tip of the iceberg. We can save right. the world. We just have to get rid of social media. It, we're human beings. And then we wonder why we maybe feel like, okay, I'm feeling very like anxious today or my blood pressure's rising. It's because we're re- nonstop information and you're just constantly being bombarded. That has, that has nothing to do with our own It has nothing to lives. do with your own personal life, but you feel it. And then you, you talk to people and everyone's getting you absorb and it. people are commenting on your 
recipe and it's just like it's 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 too much why did you add that much sugar janet like it's just <laughs> people are insane who's janet i'm just saying like you could post like oh look at my pretty artwork and it's you like just showed your that's age the dumbest there. shit i've ever seen like why would you Yo, do that you just showed your age there janet. janet i know that's just the first thing that came out oh my god <laughs> karen susan clarence <laughs> winifred <laughs> Phyllis, I asked my middle name. I love that name. I love that name. It's too much. Long story short, it's too much. Too much. Watch what your kids are doing. Get them off social media. It's not good. They're not missing out if they're not on it. Trust me, it's going to be better for them in the long run. They're growing up to be emotional basket cases with no sense of reality. And maybe they'll actually get outside and play with. Yeah, go play. Use your imagination. Exactly. These kids already have, like, for example, my oldest with her. Love her to death, but this girl, <laughs> she's got a lunch account. Okay. Oh, here we talk go. About, talk about talk about a false sense of reality. <laughs> she's got a lunch account, and I put money on it every so often. For she's when still, is she still buying ice cream? That, well, it's not only that we feed them breakfast in the morning. Okay, I let them buy lunch maybe once a week, sometimes twice if I'm feeling lazy. Um, so I'm like, okay, you could. So I'm I'm checking their accounts the other day because I was going to let them buy lunch. I want to make sure they had enough in there. She's negative twelve dollars. I'm like, dang it. I, and I'm like, what is she doing? I'm looking on there. She's buying breakfast every day because you can buy breakfast every day. Um, what is she getting? It doesn't tell me what she gets. Damn. But you, it's usually like a bagel. She Ice just, cream. <laughs> so she'll tell me sometimes I didn't have money for a treat. And I was like, well, right. Um, right. So she comes home. I'm like, Ellie, you know, I was looking. I was just making sure you had enough money for lunch today. And I'm seeing that you're buying breakfast every day. And she was like, well, I don't really eat a lot at home. So I thought I would get some at school. And I was like, well, yeah, but mommy has to put money on your account for that. And she goes, can't you just put $1,000 on my account like you did last year? <laughs> like you did last year. $1,000. I, I started her laughing. I go, $1,000? She's like, yeah, like you did last year. So serious. And I was like, get inside. I can't even. This is a, this is a future overdrafter. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, we should go start early. I see overdraft fees <laughs> in her future. With calls, mommy. Um, Can't you just put $1,000 on my Why card? aren't there not $1,000 in my account? <laughs> I mean, when we were growing up, it was like $10. I mean, $1,000. Lunch, you'd it. get $2 for your lunch money. And if you lost it, you're out of luck. You I, wait till you get home. I don't eat a lot at home. Yeah, she's like, well, I don't really eat breakfast. So, And I'm like, okay. Well, you have to have money. Like, where's the money coming from? Where do you think it's coming from? <laughs> Can't you just put $1,000 in there? God, I was mommy, like, get another job. I was like, wow, okay, this reality you're living in is different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, well, we'll leave it there. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next Bye-bye. time. Bye-bye.